All right, welcome back to Northern Exposure. Thank you so much for listening. Um, today I'm actually, first of all, I want to apologize to everybody. I haven't uh, put out a new podcast in a little over a week here. Uh, not that I've been slacking on you guys, just been a little busy. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for listening, spending some time with me. Um, wherever you're listening to Northern Exposure, I do appreciate it, whether it's in your car, in your office. Uh, thank you very much. Today, uh, today I'm going to get into a topic that has been sort of on the rise lately uh, regarding societal awareness of the situation, but we want to get into mental health and addiction. Um, and I was just very inspired Tuesday night, um, which kind of led me into this topic. I was at the Five Finger Death Punch concert uh, right here in Rochester, New York at the Main Street Armory downtown. And uh, it's been no secret over the last year or so that the hard rock and heavy metal genre of music has gotten really, really loud in sort of pushing the envelope for mental health awareness and uh, addiction and whatever. Um, they've been really vocal about it, uh, trying to provide people with, number one, the love and the understanding. I've been to several shows lately where the bands have actually stopped and the lead singer will say something positive, something reassuring. Uh, just a complete and total message of love, um, which is what those people need. Whether it's a mental health issue from an anxiety, depression standpoint, or whether it's a drug addiction issue, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's heroin, whether it's cocaine, you know, whatever the vice is, those people need love. And what I have found over the last few concerts that I have been to, um, and I'm going to mention the bands, I love these guys, and I love music, so this episode is going to be kind of fun for me, um, especially when I get to talk about it and advocate for it, because it's advocating for such a good cause itself, but Godsmack, Papa Roach, nothing more, uh, went to see those guys last year, awesome time, uh, Jacoby Shaddix, lead singer of Papa Roach, he's not shy about his past um, that's the other thing, this music industry. The bands have a connection with the people. Um, I want you to understand, this isn't like sports. You know, sports, you go out, you're cheering on your team, but what really is your connection to your favorite athlete? Really, seriously. What, did he throw a football 70 yards? Uh, you know, half the time these kids are holding out their hands for autographs and these guys walk right past them. Not all of them, but the vast majority sort of get that holier-than-thou complex, you know, uh, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm too busy for you guys. Um, if you're paying attention to the league right now, there's a bunch of people, you know, holding out on contracts, not reporting the training camp, yada, 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 trying to get more and more and more money, which is fine. That's your craft. But the one thing I always respect about music, and as I get older and older, um, these guys are no joke. A band can't walk out on stage and go, hey, you know what? This crowd isn't big enough to hell with you. We're out of here. That's the fan base that paid this come and see us play tonight, and we're going to give them a fucking show. And that's what I love and respect about the genre. Um, but back to the topic at hand with the mental health awareness being raised with, uh, uh, you know, it, we, the rock world got shook uh, recently, within the last year and a half, uh, year and a half, yes. When you go back to uh, the suicide of Chris Cornell, lead singer for uh, Audio Slave, Soundgarden, and also did a project with Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, Temple of a Dog. Um, wonderful musician. His vice was alcohol. He couldn't beat it. Wound up getting into a depression. 
took his own life. Uh, Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park, another example, a talented man, had his demons, had his vices. Um, the most profound part about Chester and his wife actually came to the forefront and shared a video on social media uh, the night before Chester took his own life. And, you know, he was a happy guy in that video. You know, the people that are hurting the most don't always outwardly show it. And Chester was a happy guy. He was playing the uh, jelly bean game with his kids. And, uh, you know, the funky ones, the ones, some of them are real jelly beans, and then the other ones might taste like a dog fart or some shit like that. Uh, it was hilarious. And the man was glowing. And now he's gone. And then uh, more recently, and a lot of people don't, maybe don't know this, because it's not, it's not necessarily mainstream. It's not necessarily considered pop culture. Uh, yours truly listens to Sirius XM radio like all the time because I'm always on the road. I get a lot of windshield time. So I pass my time with, you know, Jose Mangan and Kayla Riley, Grant Random and Madison on those XM channels, getting my hard rock, getting my news. And, uh, you know, and then Jonathan Davis of Corn, his wife uh, took her life recently within the past year. So there's a lot that's going on that has sort of made these guys step up and start speaking up. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to introduce you to some of the things that they are doing, uh, some of the experiences that I've had personally at these concerts and at these shows uh, more recently, because I try to get out to at least one or two shows a year that's got at least three or four bands on a card. I can't get out as much as I used to as a younger man before I had a family. Uh, whatnot, but I always try to go out and show love to the bands that I love the most. And uh, Tuesday night for me was special. It was my first night seeing Five Finger Death Punch, um, which I've been a band of for several years, or a fan of, I should say, excuse me, for the last several years. And uh, in this moment uh, was right before them and Fire from the Gods, and all three bands just brought their A game, and they all had a message, and the message had a lot, you know, the big premise, the most consistent part of the message was the love. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper. All right, folks, thanks so much for hanging out to, uh, with me today, and welcome back. I know this episode's a little bit heavier, um, but I just felt motivated and inspired Tuesday night uh, while I was at the Five Finger Death Punch concert to kind of have a conversation regarding society's heightened awareness of the mental health issues and addiction and recovery issues that have been going on in the world today. Um, and I was just moved deeply Tuesday night, and it kind of got the wheels turning, especially on the ride home, that I really feel like the hard rock and heavy metal music genre has really started to step up and be the loudest advocate um, for people that are going through this stuff, that are going through mental health issues. As I said, whether it's anxiety, depression, um, or if you're addicted to something, if it's alcohol, if it's heroin, if it's cocaine, um, whatever you're going through, these guys have really started to step it up and speak out and raise awareness. There are a lot of social media posts from some of these guys, and we'll get into some of it in a minute. But I was just moved. Uh, the last couple shows I've been to, and I just want to give some examples. I was at Papa Roach last year, and uh, Jacoby Shaddix, the front man for Papa Roach, he's never been shy about anything that he's been going through personally. Um, his demons, his addictions, his past. And he stopped the show 
uh, just for a second, because he always engages with the crowd anyway, so that's no surprise. But this message was one of, you know, he got into that a little bit and telling people that I know there's some, basically, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, I can't quote him, it's too far back. But he was basically saying that if you have issues, if you're in this room right now, jamming out with us, and you've got some issues and you're going through some shit, uh, you're not alone. Yours truly, uh, speaking for himself, has had all kinds of shit going on and was able to overcome it and you're not alone and there's people that are rooting for you and there's people that love you and they want to see you kick this thing's ass and they want to see you succeed um so he's not the first one to do that uh sully erna from godsmack and i'll talk a little bit more about him shortly because he he started something that i think is going to be very special and it's kind of really why i'm having this conversation with you guys right now but he stopped his show. He mentioned it. You know, alcoholism, drug addiction, depression. You know, you're not alone. We got you. You're in a room full of people who understand you. Uh, but Tuesday night, I was I was really blown away because, first of all, Five Finger did an awesome, awesome job. If you are a fan of theirs and you haven't seen them live yet and they come to your town, go. Uh, I don't care who's with them. I mean, in this moment, and Fire from the Gods did an amazing job. But Five Finger at this point could probably, you know, do a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show on their own. And if that happens and they're in your town, you should go. Um, but Ivan, the lead singer, he was he had one of those moments where he was talking about, you know, addiction and recovery and mental health because he brought up Chester. He stopped the show to talk about Chester for a second. And then he did something. He, uh, he asked the crowd... He said, if you're going through some stuff right now, mental health-wise, I want you to put your hand in the air. If you are either recovering or have recovered or still addicted, I want you to put your hand in the air. Now, if you know somebody who's going through all that stuff I just mentioned, I want you to put your hand in in the air. And man, it had to be 80% of the fucking arena, guys. So this isn't a quiet issue that's going on. Um, there's some issues that are close to my, close to me, near and dear to me, and it's you know this is health related. So I'll never use anybody's names, but you know I know people that need help just getting through their day. Um, they got to take the medication, whether it's you know anti-anxiety, anti-depression, um, whatever the case may be, they need it. Um, they're you know, using medical professionals, going through doctors for that stuff. And then I know the opposite side of it. Um, and it's scary. I know people that self-medicate, as the, uh, as the old phrase goes, where they'll just drink themselves to sleep every night um, or they have a drug problem. But it was very profound. And that's, that was the moment that struck me Tuesday was just how many damn hands went in the air. It was amazing. It was just, it blew my mind. Um, you know, I was with my cousin and he was one of the rare ones that didn't have to put his hand up and we couldn't hear each other in there. Obviously it's loud, but if I can read his mind, uh, I think it probably said something like, holy shit. (laughs) Um, you know, if you hear me, Matthew, feel free to feel free to send me a message and validate my thought. But if I could read your mind in that moment, even though we were standing next to each other and couldn't hear you if you were talking to me, if you paid me. <laughs> but I think your mind said, holy shit, that's unbelievable. Um, so 
it really struck me in that moment how many people really do deal with something. And going back to my earlier segment, that was my point with the athlete versus the musician and how can you, you know, the connection is way different. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of lyrics and even the heaviest song. And this this is a this is hard to explain to people who grew up on like, you know, Kansas, you know, Dust in the Wind, even Led Zeppelin, who was cutting edge. I'm a big fan of Zeppelin, you know, but it's hard to convince some of the older rock fans, you know, a little more mellow rock fans that some of these guys that scream a little bit are actually really good lyricists and write some really powerful songs. Um, that's always been my thing is lyrics. A song has to have some meat and potatoes in it for me to give a shit. Um, you can have the best riff in the world. If your song doesn't speak to my heart lyrically, eh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's my point with the connection. Um, for me, Five Finger Death Punch, they've got a couple songs that just really uh, grip me as a human. Uh, I love Remember Everything. That one speaks to me. Um, Far From Home speaks to me. And that's just one band with two songs. You know, the, this, That's a profound part of music. It's like they wrote it to you, uh, whatever you're going through. So that's the interesting part. And, you know, just with the... And then you have to wonder, like I also wonder too, because I think a little too much maybe, but I wondered as I was driving home that night, uh, how many people didn't put their hand up because they were embarrassed? Or, you know, how many people just ignore what they're going through until it's too late? Um, so as I say, on a personal level, um, I've been closer to some of this crap than I'd like to admit. Um, I just recently had a couple friends that were dealing with a suicide. Um, you know, depression, product of a, you know, got divorced from his wife, uh, spiraled downhill, alcohol, cocaine, um, you know, everybody, they don't tell you guys. They don't tell you when they're not feeling right. And, uh, you know, you find out sometimes when it's too late. So that's been the message is just to kind of notice everybody and then give them that love and that support that they need, um, which is important. And I thought Ivan did something else that was cool. When everybody put their hand in the air, um, he goes, hey, if somebody next to you has their hand in the air and if your hand is in the air, Give that motherfucker a hug. And that's what everybody did. So, you know, here's a bunch of metalheads, you know, and that's why I say don't don't judge books by their cover. Like here's a bunch of people in like face paint, uh, green hair, purple hair, pink hair, spikes. Um it, we saw all walks of life, honestly, but you know, that's that's usually the image when you tell people you're going to a hard rock show. They're like, oh, Jesus, you know, that's going to be a bunch of leather and chains and a bunch of mohawks and this and that. I was there in jeans and a navy blue, uh, navy blue polo shirt uh, with my glasses on, with my hair still combed and parted. So I probably looked like some kid's dad. <laughs> but, you know, then the music starts and my head starts going and the words start coming out of my mouth. And I, you know, I know almost every word to every song. I'm that kind of guy. Um, you know, because as I say, I'm listening to the lyrics. So, you know, not only do I feel like they are an advocate for the cause, but in some cases, they are medicine too. Um, it's it's therapy, and it's important for people. And there's a connection to those songs. And you know, again, I mentioned Five Finger Death Punch, a couple of their songs, and that's just two of them. And that's just from one band. I mean, 
Ivan is not shy about his past and well his current situation too. He's you know it's always a work in progress. Um, he recently started yoga as I was following him on his Facebook page and they always put up cool videos. Like that's another thing I respect about Five Finger. They're very intimate in, as far as letting you get an inside look. I mean these are just real dudes um, that have big hearts and they're trying very hard to uh, make things right. We're going to take another quick break. Um, then I want to go over a couple things that uh, Sully Erna from Godsmack, I mentioned him a little bit earlier. He started a foundation that I'd like to share with you guys. And if I can find his video link, I will share it on my Facebook page. But it's called the Scars Foundation. And we'll get into that in just a minute after this quick break. I'll be right back, guys, and I appreciate you listening. All right, everyone, welcome back, and thank you so much for listening to Northern Exposure. Uh, I know this uh, topic has been a little bit heavier. Um, We're talking about mental health issues, the struggle with addiction and recovery as well, and we got into talking about how, in my opinion, I feel like the hard rock and heavy metal uh, music genre has really been one of the loudest advocates for mental health awareness. Um, And as I mentioned in the earlier segment, there's a few artists that are kind of going above and beyond to attack attack this issue, and one of them being uh, Godsmack and their lead singer, Sully Erna. Sully and Godsmack have started what is called the Scars Foundation, um, and the mission tagline is that we are all imperfectly perfect. Um, So Sully himself, as I mentioned earlier, he had his own demons, um, so some of this you know, he can relate to. And then there's also the issues of like depression and thoughts of suicide and things of that nature. So with the Scars Foundation, this is their mission statement. It says that the Scars Foundation has been established by Sully Erna and Godsmack to help raise awareness of the mental health issues that so many are faced with today. With the rise of suicides, bullying, addiction, abuse, and so many other challenges, the Scars Foundation is dedicated to providing resources and tools to educate and empower people on a global level that they struggle with these burdens. The Scars Foundation was established by Sully Erna and Godsmack, who have lost an overwhelming number of fellow artists and friends to suicide over the past few years. These losses had a profound effect on Sully, realizing that mental health issues, including depression, are at the core of this epidemic. Sully is committed to using his platform to help. The Scars Foundation is dedicated to raising monies to help like-minded organizations fulfill their missions to educate and save lives. Scars will work tirelessly to help bring a change to the perspective relating to mental health and the so many issues that cause such profound pain. The focus is not on one single issue, but to serve the broad spectrum of mental health and awareness of the struggle faced by millions of people in the world today. And Sully shares his own personal story whenever he can, and emphasizes that scars come in all forms. They are both physical and emotional. They're traumatizing and make us fear what people may think of us. We are all imperfect in some way. That's what makes us perfect and unique. Everyone has something that makes them insecure or embarrassed. Instead of hiding or internalizing them, own them and show them off to the world. Let them empower you so you can be a voice for anyone who can't be. If we all wear our scars loudly and proudly, others will follow. No matter what your scars are, abuse, mental illness, disabilities, bullying, addiction, none of them are defects, but a part of your unique story. And that's the Scars Foundation. 
Uh, sorry, that was a lot to lot to ramble off there, but that's the Scars Foundation, uh, started by Sully Erna and his bandmates in Godsmack. Um, very beautiful cause. All donations that are made through Scars Foundation efforts go to benefit the programs with a proven track record and effectiveness and effectiveness, excuse me, in addressing mental health issues. So it's a beautiful cause. Um, and as I mentioned in the earlier segments, that I think that's what makes music kind of beautiful. And I'm really proud to be a fan of the genre of music that we're talking about, and that's the hard rock and heavy metal venue. Um, as I mentioned, it's easy to judge a book by a cover, um, but you see there's a lot of love in that part of the industry, and they're raising awareness, and they're really trying to help people out and use their platforms for something good. And that's always been, you know, unfortunately, this is where we're at. Mental health is huge. As I told you in the earlier segment, there's a lot of hands that went up in that room when Ivan asked who's dealing with something, who's going through something, who knows someone who's going through something. Um, so it's just important that we show them a lot of love. We try to pay attention to them too. Um, you want to do your best not to make them feel alone. Um, and that's the one thing I remember. It's not music related. It's comedy. It was Robin Williams. And he, he's one of my favorite comedians of all time. He took his own life. And uh, Robin was quoted uh, saying that some of the happiest people on the outside are the saddest people on the inside. And it, it's hard to, I know, it's hard to wrap your head around that. Just like when I watched that last video, you know, the night before Chester Bennington took his life. He looked happy. He was glowing. He was playing a game with his kids, you know, trying to eat the jelly beans. Uh, and, you know, some of them were bad flavored, some of them were regular flavored. But, you know, that's the tough part about it. It's really hard to, you know, when you're not dealing with that stuff, those people don't just show it. They don't just let you know. So we got to kind of pay attention and we got to kind of check on them. You know, it could be something simple. Just, you know, make a habit of telling somebody that you think might be going through something that you love them. You know, send them a text message. Keep in contact with them. Um, I would be a liar as I sit here. If I told you guys I didn't have a few people in my life, in my in my near and dear circle that I'm concerned for, um, that would be a blatant lie. There are, there are a few people that I'm concerned for on a personal level. And I'm sure some people listening can relate to that. And that's what it all ties back into is, you know, relativity and relation. And a lot of people can relate to these musicians and these musicians can relate to their fan base. And it's amazing that they are able to acknowledge what we've got going on in the world today and in society today. And it's amazing to me that they're willing to and able to use their platforms to try to address it and uh, provide resources and hopefully help people get better. Um, I got to I got to imagine that more people are getting well than they wouldn't be um, with with this kind of stuff going on here. So my message to the bands that I love, uh, you know who you are. Well, maybe you don't. So, you, but I keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep talking about it in interviews. Keep bringing it up. Um, keep making organizations. Keep taking you know two minutes during your shows to tell your fan base that you know. You love them, that you know what they're going through. I think your message is positive. I think it goes a lot further than you might realize. Um, so just keep doing what you're doing. You're influencing people to hopefully get on the road to a, a better mental health and a better physical health if we're dealing with addiction. So again, kudos. My hat's off to the hard rock and metal genre of music uh, for, for what they've been doing to try to fight this good fight. 
Um, I again, and if you're somebody listening right now and you're going through some things in your own world, I want I just can't stress enough. You're not alone. Uh, there's people out there that love you, and there's resources for you. So don't give up on yourself because there's members of society that wouldn't give up on you either, um, and they're all around you. Believe me. At the same time, for anybody who's not going through stuff, just like I just said, um, there's people going through stuff all around you. So, you know, try to be nice. Try to go through life with love and kindness. And if you encounter somebody that's going through some stuff, either mentally or addiction-based, you know, just try to hold them up and try to guide them in the right path. Um, Unfortunately, the truth is, the brutal truth is, we're not going to be able to save everybody. But... There's some that will definitely be saved and be able to recover. And to me, that makes it worth it. So, guys, I thank you so much uh, for listening to Northern Exposure. I know this episode was a little bit heavier. I promise the next one will be able to have some laughs. And uh, I do want to remind you guys that I'm very excited. On Tuesday, August 6th, I will be recording an episode uh, with the cast and the director of Man TV's Murder One. Uh, Michael Morris is the director, and we're bringing in several members of cast. And as I mentioned on Facebook, if you didn't see it, yours truly is actually going to be making a cameo um, as an extra in the film. And I can't wait to you know get to work with Mike and the cast and the crew. I don't care what they have me play. I could be the police officer standing against the building, or if you need me to play a dead body, I'm going to play the hell out of that dead body, Mike. So I look forward to talking to you and the cast, and I hope you guys look out for that episode um, once we record it. We'll probably get it out within 24 to 48 hours after doing it. So I look forward to it. I appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, until next time, I'll talk to you guys soon. Lead with love, guys. We'll talk to you.